Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. We're here in the chill zone. My name is Scott Sweeney. I'm here with Ryan Ankner. How are you, pal? I am doing well. What's happening, Hoops? I mean, we're already halfway through 2023. Can you even believe it? Yes. The summer's roaring. What's your movie of the year so far as we're at this halfway point? Is it 80 for Brady or the Super Mario Brothers movie? What do you think? I'm trying to give you like a non-sarcastic answer. <laughs> no, I'm trying and to think, think of a movie that I enjoyed in 2023. Let me remind you, we saw Fast X this year. Nope. We saw Wasn't that. Uh, Extraction 2. It's been a beautiful year so far. I'm like, I'll just pull up my letterbox and just see if there's like anything I didn't fucking hate. I feel like Air might be your movie of the year. So I think far. so far, yeah. Air, and there was one other that I was really wowed by. I think my number one of the year so far might be John Wick Chapter 4. That's up there. That was good. That was like a masterpiece. That was fun. I mean, I'm scanning here. Was it 65? <laughs> that Adam Driver alien movie? I that- actually didn't see that. Oh, shit. I, I got away with not seeing that one. I forgot I saw it until I just saw it here in black and white. Air, John Wick 4. I'm going through everything that I saw. Oh, The Flash. Yes, that's my movie. There. Correct, yeah. yeah. Did you see that uh, Joey <laughs> sent me this, actually, that the Warner Brothers is pulling The Flash from thousands of theaters across America? <laughs> they should have done that weeks ago. <laughs> it's been floundering. <laughs> nothing better. I, there's really nothing more just schadenfreude-inducing that makes me smile more than when a movie just gets yanked. Yeah, it's, it's time. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the intel coming in from the set of Deadpool 3, which is now filming. But Hugh Jackman's back in that movie playing Wolverine, and it's a multiverse movie, so they've announced Ben Affleck's going to be playing Daredevil, Uh, Jennifer Garner's playing Elektra. They're just bringing out like anyone who's ever played a superhero. They're like, pop in and make fun of the fact that you were ever in, in this movie with a snarky Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool 3 is poised to be my least favorite movie of all time. And I laughed pretty hard yesterday at whatever you said about Deadpool. Because like they had added Jennifer Garner to the cast. That was the headline that got me. Mm. And you were like, every time I read anything about Deadpool 3, it makes me never want to watch a movie ever again. <laughs> and after some of the movies that I've watched lately, I, I kind of agree with that. It's just like the multiverse stuff. It's the lack of a movie. You can't be like, oh, we cracked open the universe. Now all these characters. It's like, no, that's not anything. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. I don't want to see this. I'm like concerned about this. And also, speaking of being concerned about the future of filmmaking, 45 films and television shows based on Mattel toys are in development. Ugh. Based on the success of the Barbie movie, which hasn't even been released yet, they're going ahead and starting a Mattel universe, which, yes, will feature a Bob the Builder movie, a live-action Bob the Builder. Who's playing Bob the Builder? Like, fuck. Uh, probably like Jacob E. Lordy. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably actually who will fucking play him. There were too many funny ones that I couldn't, I couldn't land on it. Like, and the, a Thomas the Tank Engine movie. Like Jack Harlow is Thomas the Tank Engine. Here's what I'll say about those ones: Thomas the Tank Engine, Bob the Builder, 
Vin Diesel's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yes, that's, that's a real thing too. That's the one I can get behind. I think he's gonna. I think he's right for that. At least those are children's movies. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to masquerade as something they're not. And this is what I'm gonna say about the Barbie movie. Mm. I'm not excited about it. They're already out on it. I love Ryan Gosling. I wish I could cut him. And I like Greta Gerwig, and I love Margot Robbie too. I like everybody involved. Mm. But the marketing machine behind Barbie and the TikTok slash Instagram slash Twitter culture wave that's roaring along with it to make it probably the most successful movie of the year, mm. aside from superheroes and Fast X, whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'm going to say that I've lost almost all interest in this movie. I will say they released a new trailer that shows more of the movie. And I think it looks interesting when... She- they're like in Barbie world and yeah. everything looks like a toy. And I'm like, oh, there's probably something interesting. But they showed more clips where she comes out of the toy world and is like in the real world, which is what happens with all these like right. Toy Story, Lego movie Kind of like, things. what am I going to do? Yeah. And like those parts looked like bad and cooled my interest in seeing the movie quite a bit as well. I'm a Ryan Gosling super fan. So like obviously I'm going to see it. But I'm. it's almost like I wish I could just... Remove the fandom. Like I, it's, I'm such a contrarian that for me to like get behind no. and enjoy something that's this much of a steamroll, it feels like Katamari Damasi with just a Ooh. ball rolling through my life and everything I touch is collecting on it and they're trying to grab me too and I won't let them. Great reference. Um, er. The next thing I hate is the fact that they're that because it's coming out on the same weekend as Oppenheimer, mm. everyone's made that joke 4,000 times. I'm glad you brought that up because... I want to say, yeah, they have these shirts where it's like Barbenheimer. They like combine them. Not funny. Like, that isn't anything. No. It's not even a pun. You just smush the words together with no, like, like put some effort in. I've seen it everywhere. But people are like, oh, fucking, I don't even know which one I'm going to see first. I got the shirt. I'm a fucking, like, dipshit who just I've, fucking likes anything I see. I've seen the tweet about... The guy's Barbie Oppenheimer day. Like, oh, like, wake up and, like, go to this and then, like, black coffee and cigarettes at Oppenheimer and then, like, yeah. go to Taco Bell and then see Barbie with my friend. It's like, shut up. That bit's done for. It's not funny. Yeah. I'm still in on seeing Oppenheimer and kind of, like, I'll see Barbie, but just the way everyone's treating it. I, I feel like the people... The marketing teams are behind it being like, yes. Barbenheimer, isn't this a great bit, guys? Like... It's I, like the grimace shake of movie <laughs> promotion. It's exactly. Like, it's like, get the fuck out of my sight with all this. I think it's just over-marketed. And anything to me that feels shoved down my throat, I immediately lose interest. Like, yeah. I, don't even, like I don't even want to see it. Like you and Rian go see it and just tell me how it was. Mm. I'm good. I, I'm, mean, I actually am more excited about Oppenheimer than I am about Barbie at this point. I think you might be more excited about J.J. Abrams' Hot Wheels movie. Which is also oh, coming down the pike. <laughs> See that? I don't know where to put that. Is that a children's movie or is that just for dickheads? Well, I'm glad you asked because he said, quote, J.J. Abrams describes his Hot Wheels movie as gritty, grounded, and realistic. Nope. I don't think so. From Who's the, in that? Like Mel Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> From the director of The Rise of Skywalker, the fucking biggest ball drop of a movie that's ever been released comes the Hot Wheels movie. And that's why, like, when they first... Until recently, I was like, oh, Greta Gerwig's doing the Barbie movie. I bet she found, like, a really creative, interesting reason for making it. 
And now the more I see of it, I'm like, um, hopefully this is like watchable. Like, I don't know about Barbie. Yeah. I don't know about this being like as inspired as I thought it was going to be when they announced she was making it. I, I, I think that the internet destroyed it for me and I'm too much of a fucking idiot on TikTok. Like I, I'm, I want to get off and it's mm. not even TikTok's not even the worst defender. It's Instagram. So I really need to just not be on social media mm. and I might enjoy movies and television more. Speaking of which, check us out on threads at uh, enough Did you make podcast it? and at skip season and at Ankner. Oh yeah. I'm on threads. Right, but did you make the enough threads? No, I don't. Do we need that? I don't remember the password. We need to be on threads. Yeah, I feel like we need a threads. It's a must. I call you control it though. Fuck. Yes. Okay, fine. But yeah, like they, they can never make one thing. Barbie, as I said, isn't even out yet. And they're like, get this universe cooking. Like, where's J.J. Abrams' gritty Hot Wheels movie? We need it yesterday. I feel like Peter Berg is punching the air because <laughs> like how, ba- how much of a, like a bomb bat- battleship was. And like, yeah. that's a board game. What happened there? Yeah, I think that might be under all this. They'll yeah. probably try to reboot Battleship. He has like the, ra- the rounders effect where like it came out just a little too soon. Mm. And it could have been the hit of the decade. Yeah. Or of the, the next 50 decades. And also, like, this is just going to clog up anything good getting made and just waste all the creative people's oh, for sure. talent and time and money. Well, now we have the Nintendo-verse, the Mattel-verse, the Marvel universe, I don't and then even, DC. I don't even want to be around So anymore. there's just four or five... Behe- it's like anything else, how there's, like, two companies that make every product in this room. Yeah. So... That's pretty much happened to the film business years ago. And independent studios like A24 can only hold on so long. Like they got offered a billion and they turned it down from Apple. Yeah. Pretty soon someone's going to offer them four billion and they're just going to say, okay, sure. And then they're gone too. And it sucks when people are like, yeah, these movies are for kids. But it's like they don't make anything else anymore. <laughs> if you like movies, like this is what we have to work with. And this is insane. Right. Fucking nuts. Like, well, I guess that's it. Yeah. Just like, okay, the verse is... And also, Greta Gerwig announced, you know, the woman who's doing uh, Barbie. She's making at least two Chronicles of Narnia movies for Netflix. So she's now going to have that, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, like, network fucking padlock on her for the rest of her life anyway. Yeah. And just get pumped full of, like, $800 million. They offered her, like, the the keys to Doe Island. And she was like, fuck, I'll take it. This looks dope. The key word in that headline is at least two. So yeah. that means six. Yeah. <laughs> I legit read this as a thread. I was like, oh, at least two Chronicles of Narnia movies? It's it's one thing when they take Adam Sandler off the market for five, six years, because like, mm. he hasn't made a good movie besides Punch Drunk Love. Ba-ba-boo. Or... Hubie Halloween. Right, Hubie Halloween, of course. It is. Uh, basically, like, let's be real. Like, Uncut Gems is the only good movie he's made in 10 years. Probably so him being off the market is fine. I love him, and I thought Uncut Gems was amazing, and I thought he should have got Best Actor for it. He didn't even get nominated, and then now he's back to Turkey Island. So Netflix can have him, mm. but Greta Gerwig actually have enjoyed most of the stuff she's ever done. Yeah, except for Barbie, preemptively hating it. Even if like her directing movie, like I'd rather see her be an actress and stuff. She's really good she's great, in front yeah. of the camera. She's great on both. Her making Chronicles of Narnia movies—that's a waste of time. Yes, nobody needs that. They didn't even finish making them. The last series, <laughs> they started to bomb, so they just like bailed. There's like eight books. They made three of them. <laughs> I believe I I thought they were that the original Chronicles of Narnia movie, the animated one, was too scary when I was a kid. What do you think? That sounds about right. You're probably scared by Liam Neeson's powerful performance as the lion. Mm, pants soaked with piss. 
My big lion de-eyes. I'm looking for all the black guys in Narnia, those black <laughs> bastards, as I urinated in my pants. Yes, I'm after them. Honestly, if you're Liam Neeson and you have a bladder problem, what are you doing wearing khakis? Hmm. Can you put on a pair of black jeans and conceal the piss a little better? Can you go see my new movie, uh, The Transmogrifier, or whatever it's called? Some big piece of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> Please. Uh, we have The Nun 2 coming out in a few weeks. Are you excited about that? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Got him. Uh, I saw the poster for The Nun 2, and I thought of you immediately because no one else on Earth knows The Nun exists. <laughs> what, no one else saw the original in the theater alone like I did? The fact that you saw it alone, I want to say it like Patriot Cinema. I think it was a. I think this was in the movie past days. Even better. I think this is when I was really just cool in it, seeing everything that came out. You were white hot with movie pass. It was good for the show because there's nothing you missed. Yeah. But your AMC stubs, I don't think you're. you're it's like you have a life now, so you don't see. You see like two movies a week. <laughs> I need you get. Yeah. I need you to up those numbers. I know it's it's rough. There's, I mean, there's some good stuff coming out summer wise. I need your butt yeah. in those seats. There's no doubt. Go see Joyride tonight alone. <laughs> that trailer, like I said earlier, made my whole body tighten up with just secondhand embarrassment, mostly. I'm not hearing good things about the new film Joyride, now in theaters, from the director of Crazy Rich Asians. And it unfortunately has nothing to do with the Steve Zahn, Paul Walker, 2002 Joyride. Steve Zahn could use a hit, so it's a shame they didn't bring him in for this as the only white guy in the movie. Did you see that um, comedian uh, Gabriel Iglesias, a.k.a. AKA Fluffy's plane, slid off of the runway at an airport? <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know what happened, wow. but it just made me laugh. The runway was too fluffy. The runway was something. the run, runway was covered with movie theater butter pop or pop <laughs> popcorn fucking a just stepping yeah. all over myself. The yes. bit was okay, and Ooh. then you trampled it with your own fucking stutter. Baby, that's a bit good. Baby, up. I've been giving up. Uh, while we're giving up on bits, speaking no, but, of Netflix, hold on, I have you one got more. a fluffy thing. He the the plane slipped on the grease from the Magic Mike XL whatever they use for. Was he in that? Oh yeah. He was like the comic relief in all of them. Oh. I haven't seen Is he like the DJ? Yeah. Okay. I I wouldn't mind seeing him naked. Yeah, he doesn't remove any clothing. (laughs) Just his pants. (laughs) Look at my fat thighs. Fluffy showing his DI at the end like boogie nights. We can make fun of Fluffy all we want, but he I'm pretty sure he has like eight hundred million dollars and is one of the him and he and Jeff Dunham are like the two top guys in yes. in America. That's a great comparison. Because yeah, they're guys that everyone makes fun of, but they're quietly like billionaires and yes. every like normal guy and gal on earth think they're like the funniest person who's ever lived. Right. Jeff Dunham does a swooping tour of the middle of the country and sells out arenas everywhere. Yeah, he brings out a fucking puppet that he's been doing bits with for the past 30 years. And the whole crowd's like, (laughs) (laughs) just fucking dying of laughter. I don't know that I've ever laughed at that kind of a, that type of humor. Puppets rarely get me. The only puppet bit that I can think of that I really enjoy is Joe DeRosa doing new material Seinfeld on the Pete Holmes show. That's a good bit. He's like, like, just doing, like, it's like Jerry Seinfeld at a, at a like small venue doing working out new new bits. Yeah. That doesn't even need the puppet. That's no. just like a bonus. I'd listen to someone just do that regular. It's hysterical. And at one point like Pete gets involved and Joe DeRose is like, Don't riff. 
<laughs> like that's the, like I'm doing bits like don't I don't like when you do that and like it just it's he breaks the wall it's just it's very funny if you haven't seen yeah. it it is on YouTube new material Seinfeld it'll come right up but yeah I watched uh, a decent amount of Jeff Dunham's latest Peacock special called oh. I think it's called Me the People as we've mentioned Scott doesn't have a lot of respect for his own time <laughs> this is correct and for that. He is an anchor here on the program. Thank you. But yeah. Uh, How Dan, was it? Dan and I were watching it like for the bit. Watched like 20 minutes of it. It was very bad and mm. shitty and not funny. Mm. But uh, Were you guys just biting all of his material for your future <laughs> sets? Yeah. I was like, fuck. You're doing Dunham jokes up on stage? No one would know. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm a puppet act. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to bring a, a little, little Scotty puppet. If I come out. to see you on August, you and Dan on August 5th at uh, Nick's and you're doing. Hell yeah. Or is it Nick's? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Just want to be sure I'm getting the plug right. If I'm there and you're doing puppet bits, I may walk out. Fuck. You'll walk me, as they say in the business. Fuck. Can I take you down to the Mel Gibson corner? I would love to be there. I have a video of him promoting his new movie called, like, Don't Human Traffic or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> what is it, like, Bloodfather 2? I don't know. He just, <laughs> yeah, I wish you could see him, but I'm just going to play it. Okay. I bet. It's like, Mel, have you trafficked children? This crime is awareness. He looks so intense these days. Look at his face. He looks like he is drunk. Oh, yeah, this is the Sound of Freedom. <laughs> sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel. He dusted him off out of retirement they, to make some weird, like, anti-human trafficking movie. They have been promoting that movie so intensely. I, I get ads for it on every social media thing. I think I'm, I've been getting ads for it on fucking threads. <laughs> For crying out loud. I'm quite certain they funded this entire thing with crowdfunding. I don't think there's any major studios involved because nobody will touch Mel Gibson with a 10-foot pole except like Mark Wahlberg for Daddy's Home hey, sequels. Hey, guess what? We're prepping Daddy's Home 3. Hey, now you get ready. Hank thinks it's the funniest movie of the last 20 years. This is not a bit. He's watched it dozens of times. How about how... Um, <laughs> no, but Sound of Freedom, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like a QAnon movie. Yes. They... And like they promote it as I saw an ad. I wish I could find it, but they're like, word of mouth on this is so hot. Like we've had to, you know, expand the release, and people are paying it forward, buying tickets so people can see. It's like none of this is happening. This is no. couldn't appear more desperate. I only know about this movie because of it's just, you know, it's everyone's goofing on it. Is Mel in the movie or just Jim Caviezel? I think he's just producing it. Does Mel play the kids? I mean, they are supposedly working on a sequel to The Passion of the Christ. This is the dream team, Mel and Jim Caviezel. Okay. So, I mean, I guess they're just in cahoots, like being crazy, right-wing, wacky guys. It's a shame that uh, Mel Gibson had such a fall from grace because he was awesome Yeah. in like a lot of stuff. I think he's an incredible director. Apocalypto is like one of my favorite movies. That like, guy getting that hot stuff all over his penis. Do you remember that? <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> People get done up in that movie. It's fucking grisly. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Sound of Freedom featured review in two or three weeks, you think? I think it's out now. Okay. Maybe so we'll go see we'll go later. immediately, right now? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> uh, there's a new Superman. Do we care about that? We don't. Okay, we don't. Uh... It's an origin story, I imagine, with some other dud. Why don't they just bring Brandon Routh back? I mean, I didn't hate that one. I saw it in the theater with friend of the show, Cod. What up, Cod? 
But Rachel Brosnahan is the new Lois Lane. She was on that show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ugh. She's a babe. I can see her being good as Lois Lane. What else is she in? Give me something else. I don't know anything else that she's from. But I recommend watching the pilot for that show. She uh, is naked in it. I like nudity. It's worth a watch. Totally. like that. That's like the she's in the 50s, she's a female comedian show. It's got some stuff. I didn't watch the entire run, but I watched like two seasons. I have um, some sad news. Hit me. Over the last weekend, I believe, Coco Lee, uh, the voice of Disney's Mulan, (laughs) took her own life at 48. So she's dead. Had a feeling that might take a dark turn there. So rest in peace, Coco Lee. I'm bowing to you. Mulan is one of your favorites. The animated one and the recent live-action remake. You loved both. Has that come out? It has. It came and went with almost not even a peep. Was that a mid-COVID release and it was a good like twenty nine ninety nine on Disney, straight to Disney Plus, never in the theater at all? I do believe it was. I believe that it did really well and everybody loved it. And they can't wait to make more live-action releases. They're just going to churn one out every year until we're dead. And it's in our hearts forever. And then it'll been, have been a long enough time that they can just start back at the beginning again and just make the Jungle Book and the Lion King and Pinocchio <laughs> and all of it over and over and over again until forever. I wish that wasn't like what is going to happen. But it no is. distress signal in Vincent. That, was, that fucking drop is always too loud. We're in Jaws season right now. I've been meaning to watch it. Like every day oh, when yeah. it's super nice out, I'm like, I should throw on Jaws. It's like the summer movie. On like an iPad in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of charming. Swirls for eyes. Have you been to the beach yet? I'm not a beach guy. You're not a beach guy? I find the beach to be boring and w- overcrowded. Ryan Gosling's character in the Barbie movie would He would beach me off right now? He would. <laughs> that bit alone, I'm out. I'll wait till it comes out on VHS. For that, for that fucking bad dud of a joke in the trailer. I did see that bit where he said, you are ken Uff. Like, he's doing yeah, Ken yeah. puns. What do you think about that? I think it's fine. Is that something you might be interested in? Yeah, we'll change the name of Enough to ken Uff for the Barbie episode. It'll be charming. Um, the Idol? Oh, Did we already talk wow, about the, the end idol. of that? The finale? Holy shit. Did you watch it? I gave up on episode two because I, it. I don't disrespect my time that much. I mean, everyone has their limits. Unfortunately, I do, <laughs> especially since Lucy refused to watch it and I was like eking it in while she read her book or was not here. It got worse and worse and mm. it got like a little better for a minute. <laughs> I think we talked and about it last week. They like they were almost not going to air the finale, yes. but then they did. Honestly, the way that it goes, and I'm just going to spoil it because no one cares. No one's ever cared. There's a scene where, like, I'll sum it up as fast as possible. Is my elevator pitch of the fucking idol. Mm. The weekend like flies off the handle, and he's like on a bender, and they show like him having a demise in her house, which in real life is actually his house. Funny oh enough, and then she like cuts him off, throws him out of the house, humiliates him, Good. and then like it fast forwards a few years later. Classic bad show stuff because there's no way for them to actually write that because they're terrible. And it just made no sense. It was like this big gap. And then like she invites him to her show. He shows up at the show and like he has a real name and like a fucking stage name. And he like gives his stage name. It's not the stage name. It's under his real name to imply like he's a new guy now or something. 
And then he comes out and she brings him up on stage and tells everybody at the show that he's the love of her life and that he saved her and that he's so great. And they start kissing and then like it's implied that they're like together now. Hmm. But the last time they'd seen each other, she'd like eviscerated him, humiliated him. And then in the last second, she's like, you're mine now or something like that. Like almost like she like destroyed his image and like took everything from him. And now he's like her puppet, I guess. I love when something sucks and they try to make sense of it. It's like, it was actually this all along. Mm -hmm. We didn't just like rush an ending and fucking shit out the worst show that's ever been made. To me, it felt like there was an entire other episode that was the finale that would have been after this. And they chopped it. Mm. This doesn't feel like they cut out episode five and aired episode six as episode five. This feels like they just jumped. Okay. And like missed a bunch of stuff. I it bet just, it was I bet they planned a ten episode season <laughs> and then they filmed all of it and then they were like, We can maybe cobble together like six episodes. Can you imagine that negotiation with Sam Levinson? Like, well, you know, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you six and if you can make it work in six, we can make it happen because we like you on Euphoria. You've been really good with the network. Yeah. And I saw a story they had a whole they had whole like plot lines that were just left on the cutting room floor. There was like the main girl had like sisters who had whole plot lines this girl at a post like i filmed for a bunch of time it was fun but no one will ever see any of it because my whole storyline got axed is that the rachel senate character or a completely different complete a character we they've never shown them on the oh, show that's they just awesome. deleted it from all of it i'm a huge fan of when stuff just disappears and like the property's just gone I guarantee you fast forward 18 months from now, you go to the Max app under series because they're already burying it in the fucking algorithm. I had to literally go into search and say the idol into my remote in order to even see it. Yeah. Like I hit, it wasn't in my continue watching. They, they're, they're throttling it. Like it's gone. They want it gone. Oh yeah. They don't want anyone to see it. They're humiliated. They're going to delete it from history like before the Emmys next year just so people hopefully forget about it. Trey and I were talking about this. Do you think that The weekend's acting career is done? And do you believe that this will affect his music career because it was that bad? Yes. To I think his music questions. will be okay. Yeah, But is, he's, I don't think he'll be in a movie or a television show ever again. But yeah, like he, he used to be like the cool music guy in my head. I didn't know a lot about him. And like he was in one scene in Uncut Gems. I was like, he's all right in that. This move, him being on this show, he's like a joke now. Yes. I'm like, he's like a shitty idiot who stinks they wrote him all wrong and then his performances were just abysmal he mm. was supposed to be like a scary ominous like drug dealer like tough like m like club owner like music <sighs> guy and he just didn't really check the box for any of those things yeah and like they wanted him to be creepy he can do creepy but he certainly can't do intimidating because he's like mm. five eight with just a gut yeah that big scene I've seen it reposted a million times where like he's trying to intimidate a guy at a department store. He's like, yeah. catch me looking at my girl again. And like he goes on and on. He's like, I'm going to fucking curb stomp you. It's like one of the most embarrassingly bad. The curb clips. stomp line literally made me want to curb stomp myself. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God, you needed to do another yeah. take of this. Maybe like 400 more takes. This is this is so bad. Shut the fuck up. I like to imagine like Stanley Kubrick trying to direct The weekend. <laughs> Like, in a hundred takes like we're just not getting it i don't think we're ever gonna get this shot god fucking damn it it's amazing to me the just great divide between talent in actors and i don't i don't think lily rose depp's days are really that i was saying that this trade i were discussing this as well actually 
I think Lily Rose Depp is going to be in that Lindsay Lohan category of like mega celebrity, but like mediocre talent and then like a weird personal life and then kind of, because Lindsay Lohan's not in obscurity. Like I, I imagine she still gets recognized all the time, but when's the last time she did anything that was profitable Yeah, or anything at all really? And it's hard to feel bad for, you know, her parents are Johnny Depp and some other... Some French babe. model, I think. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if this doesn't work, just be a model. You're beautiful. That, that, you'll be fine. Yeah, and, you don't need to do anything else. Like, you can just be hot professionally. Yeah, like... You're good. Because, I don't know, she hasn't had a lot of chances. She's kind of had some bad luck out the gate. She's in Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers and the least liked HBO show in history. And that's like it. Yoga Hosers is one of the most unwatchable films I've ever seen. It's not good. Kevin Smith's daughter is real bad, too. It's not great. <laughs> it's not what you want. She's dating that nerdy guy from Clerks 3, by the way. So I, that explains the casting. There. I almost just did a spit take. Yeah. And now I'm upset. The kid with the hair. Fuck. Who looks like the kid who was in Project X. Fuck. But isn't funny. He's like a bad version of that. I don't know either of their names. I hate doing that, but... I'm upset now. More sad news. Robert De Niro's grandson overdosed on fentanyl. He's dead. I was, as I read the headline, I was doing the like, well, you know, I'm making the, he, De Niro he overdosed face. a little bit. <laughs> we, we, we need that visual element back. I'm yeah, just, we really do. I'm just silently making the De Niro face. After uh, Robert De Niro heard the news, instead of going into a payphone and slamming the <clears throat> receiver, he just smashed his iPhone on a table and said, they fucking whacked him Mwah. in his kitchen. Mwah. Beautiful. That's like current day Seinfeld, but with Robert De Niro characters. Take it all, you greedy bitch. <laughs> they whacked him. They fucking whacked him. Do you think he'll continue to make really bad movies with this as his inspiration? Or is this going to put a little bookend on this like eighth act of his career? I like how he's in that new Scorsese. He should just do nothing but Scorsese movies till they both call it quits. Is he CGI de-aged? Hmm. Time will tell. If he's not CGI de-aged, I'm not as interested. Isn't that six and a half hours long? Maybe. I think it's a cool three and change. Like Leonardo DiCaprio sweating in a dining room somewhere. Just It looks... I don't know. I'm being super <laughs> negative today. I'm such a cunt. I hate everything. And I'm even going to say to myself... The movies. Hell yeah. So I, I got it. Let's be positive. Let's think of it. Okay. Let's both do one positive headline if you have one. I got a very positive story right, that's been giving me life all week. Uh, Paul McCartney was out to dinner oh, at wow. River Cafe the other night when all of a sudden Harrison Ford, who was also dining at the restaurant, beckoned Paul over during the meal. The pair managed to slip away briefly as Harrison had a joint in his pocket and wanted to share it with his old pal Paul. Alas, it had proved a tad strong. Paul McCartney hadn't or hadn't collapsed ill at all. He just pulled a whitey. Evidently, they smoked weed together, and Paul McCartney felt ill and almost died because of Harrison Ford's so funny. too strong weed. Here's some of my weed, Paul. I pulled it out Ooh. of the hole in my ear where my <laughs> earring goes. How you doing? I, I thought you'd want to hit this gas that I have. <laughs> This is this is the real name shit, Paul. You're gonna wanna take it easy with this one. And also speaking of CGI de-aged faces, get ready for the Dial of Destiny review later. It's uh one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever made or seen. Uh they're a duo. That's they cool are. guy stuff to be able to go get Paul McCartney so jazzed that he has to lay down. That happened to me oh, once. Whoa. Do you remember oh, that? Oh uh, I I do believe uh, <laughs> 
I believe I'm trying to do both voices. We, we smoked so much weed in my Volvo years ago that I pulled over on the side of Grove Street and laid mm. down in the grass. Yes. And everyone was like, Ank, like you're driving. Like we like like someone else can drive, but like you can't just like lay here. I was there like fucking pussy, fucking can't handle this fucking shit. I'm like, sorry, what did you say? <laughs> what? I didn't know. Oh, I thought there was the, the fucking guy. No, or? That must have been interference mm. or something. But I mean, I do like them as a duo. They Paul are a McCart- duo, for sure. Paul McCartney and Harrison. Also, guess how much Taylor Swift makes one, uh, in one night on her new tour? Just ballpark. Two mil? 13. Mil? That's what's called her quote. That's too much. $13 million a night. Jesus Christ, how much are the tickets to those? Well, I had friends, or rather uh, clients, who they got their daughter tickets, and they were like okay seats for like $1,000 each. It's it's fucking absurd, is the reality of this whole, the Taylor Swift thing. I don't get it. I don't understand I, I mean, where the, the, the fucking fandom comes from. I'm impressed by her, her like crazy fandom like sticking mm. after all these years. Normally... She's like, normally it's like a boy band thing where like they have a moment for a while and then like they fade, they split up. I guess because it's just her, she's been able to just hang on to all these fans through the years. I guess. But yeah, yeah the people are still like ravenous for her. It's it's, it's wild. It's she like, has a multiple decade spanning career. Yeah, like I think she's got some decent songs, mm. some good stuff. But I don't know. I'm just people on the internet are comparing her to Michael Jackson level of fame. Michael Jackson was so famous he couldn't go to a Lakers game. Like he just mm. couldn't go. Michael Jackson sold a billion albums, a billion. Like so, no, I don't think she's on that level yet. Like when Michael Jackson died, it was international news where they were just like filming. Do you remember they were just filming his home from drones? Or they didn't have drones, I guess it was two thousand eight, mm. nine. But they were filming his home from helicopters in Los Angeles. Like it's Michael Jackson was one of the most famous people who ever lived, and yes, Taylor Swift is too. But I, I think that the argument I've seen online against that is that there are so many different like, celebrities and musicians and stars now that it's more spread out. Mm. Whereas, like for example, the Beatles, as we mentioned, Hello. when they came out, they were the only game in town. They mm. came on the Ed Sullivan Show. There was no other show, and there were no other bands. And people from America had barely seen anyone who was British ever, unless they happened to be here. Mm. So for that to happen was like a cultural phenomenon. Whereas Taylor Swift is just some tall, thin woman who has a lot of talent, I suppose, and just doesn't seem to be able to have a successful relationship. Mm. <laughs> Whining about nothing with a guitar. Hi. That would be funny girls. if she just like found the right guy and was happy and didn't do songs anymore. If just she just like got, killed her whole career. Yeah, like she got to the end of her thing. She's like, you know what? I just feel great. I don't even feel like writing songs about anything anymore i'm just done she just hung it up completely yeah that would be very funny it would be fun well somebody did she get a phone thrown at her was that her she that's been like a thing that's been happening yeah it happened to drake and harry styles as well yeah both made tmz headlines people be throwing stuff that sucks that's no good if this keeps happening there like won't be concerts anymore right (laughs) we can't keep these people safe. Well, it's only a matter of time before somebody actually hurts somebody or like that. that the part that sucks about things getting traction on social media is that like, okay, now that's like throwing stuff at celebrities. That's the new thing. Can you imagine being on stage trying to perform and they just whip something at your head? Yeah, like, oh, great. I'm so glad the new bit these days is throwing heavy objects at performers while they're on stage. That's cool. Not to mention if you throw your iPhone, that's your phone's gone. Yeah. You're not getting that back. 
And they can track it directly like, to you. Yeah. It's, yeah, that guy. The one guy, like, I thought it would be funny. Yeah, like, who did it to Kesha or whatever. Mm. Pink, actually. I'm sure maybe. this will fade. Mm. This is why they're going to, like, throw the book at these people. So no one uh, thinks this is the cool new thing to do. A couple of birthdays this week as well. Ooh. Tom Cruise is 61. Wow. Mr. Movies himself. Oh, yeah. We'll be seeing you next week. Thank and you for your service, Tom. King of the Turkey Heads, Monty. Wow, Mont. Um, I think he's thirty-nine. Wow, he's not thirty-eight, so he's got to be thirty-nine because he's not forty yet. You old fat fuck. And as before, I forget about it again because I forgot last week. We got a letter in the mailbag from Ooh. the Queen of the Turkey Heads, Sarah herself. Thank you. I'm gonna read that real quick. Wow. Yeah. Um. This hey, like, Turkey Boys, just wanted to drop y'all an email because it's a big week for you two. Ank, congratulations on 15 years sober. Kid, you are a big inspiration for me, a fellow ex-degenerate sober gal. Wow. Awesome. I actually did not know she was sober. Maybe I did. I don't remember. But either way, congratulations to you. The early years are a lot harder than... Scott, so proud of you for getting on the big stage at Nick's and giving them your razzle-dazzle. Wow. That's huge. Uh, ever since I moved to Texas in 2021, I've been listening to Enough the Podcast. It's the highlight of my Saturday mornings. Texas kind of wow. sucks. I fully understand why Hank is the way that he is. What? <laughs> uh, I just renewed my lease, and I'm stuck here until October 2024. Sunk into a bit of a funk and started listening to the early days of the podcast from its inception, the Diarrhea app, which, to be perfectly honest, I kind of recommend <laughs> going back to that. The audio quality is so bad, and I actually did get diarrhea on air, and you can hear it coming out of my body on the microphones. You can. <laughs> it's true. The Catchlorette segments, that's when my sister would call in and talk about The Bachelor, which oh, yeah. could be happening now. Bachelorette is on the air. Let's do it. Uh, I might call her after this. Scott yeah. doing the weird, evil, menacing voice multiple times an episode. Not my favorite. I think she's afraid of it. It's too scary. I'm like, what is that again? Trying to obit saying friend of the show. I would never. We That must have been two, three years ago. Um, 90 Seconds of the Departed, which I forgot we used to do. Uh, you guys have inspired me to actually watch movies. The joys of solo theater outings helping me remember how much I love Diet Coke. and I'm having a Diet Coke now. And Mountain Dew, how to live life one quarter mile at a time. And most importantly, how to perfect the Seth Rogen laugh as well as the <laughs> Howard Hoo-Hoo. <laughs> I just left therapy and she told me Howard is bitching about the evil company I work for. And I actually got to drop a very well-received hoo-hoo on her as I was leaving hmm. keep it up boys i hope someday i can grace the chill zone with my third mic je ne sais quoi and meet Ooh. the menagerie of pets warmest regards sarah queen of the turkey heads wow so thank you sarah and yeah. actually i wanted to call her out on something as well i was looking through our soundcloud analytics mm -hmm. and it was which I, are very sparse like they don't give you a lot but they were telling me specifically someone in particular had been listening to episodes she's in the the high 20s and mm. i think she started at the first episode which is to me almost unlistenable like it sounds like garbage we're in my old apartment with no soundproofing it's just like mm. rat. remember the noise of that boiler Ooh, i hated that noise yeah the noise Fuck. the noise there's no noises down here this is like a perfect room for this yeah that email that was like the best email we've ever gotten by miles it was yeah. like too sweet you jammed so many like references and stuff in i don't even know what to well written think it was, it was very sweet. Yeah. The fact that anyone listens to this at all is unreal. The fact Not to that mention, you're listening to like old episodes, like combing back through the it's it's dope. Just dusting off the diarrhea episode while like <laughs> out for a run. Appreciate that. Seriously. Yeah. yeah so thank really. you for listening. 
Yeah. And I apologize. That was my bad. I forgot to pull that up last week. And we are both space cadets. As I was telling Scott, I don't remember a goddamn thing that doesn't go into my Apple reminders. Mm. I need to be a reminders guy. Like you got to do a proper it. calendar. I forgot that that's what people do so they can live on You're Earth. just raw dog in life. No reminders, <laughs> no calendar. And you <laughs> wonder why you don't remember things. I wake up every morning. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Who am I? Where How am I? I don't know where to be. I mean, I, it's all What do you here. do if you have an appointment? You just hope for the best? If I have an appointment. <laughs> I'm not joking. No. <laughs> When's the last time you went to get your physical, or get a physical done with an actual doctor? Like 2001? Mm-hmm. Your no. pediatrician? I, yeah. <laughs> when I was an he's actual rolling, child. He's, he's rolling out here naked. <laughs> no, but you're right. I need to be better about such a thing. How about the fact that I hate my son? What the fuck? Can we take a little break? Because I have a pish on deck. Yes. Do you have a bunch of burning news that you want to rip? I mean, just uh, let me like Do speed a few round more all this. Speed round it. Tom Cruise plans to make Mission Impossible movies into his 80s. I can't wait for that. I think that's dope. I like the idea of him as like the guy in a wheelchair who can't move anymore, like telling everyone what to do. And then at the end of the movie, like CGI jumps out of a plane or something dope like that. So fucking funny. We're in for all of it forever. The headline um, alone in The Hollywood Reporter made me chuckle very loudly. The fact that he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make these movies till I'm 80. Like, there's just no, there's no stopping it. Uh, have you watched any of the American Gladiators documentary series I have, on actually, Netflix? Yeah. I, I was watching it with, it's good. as we just mentioned, friend of the show, Sarah. It's a fun doc. It reminded yeah. me that American Gladiators is like dope and wacky and 90s. I thought <laughs> the big reveal is like, we were all on steroids. It's like, no. Oh, you mean the, a group of the biggest dudes and women who've ever lived? Like, you don't say. There's like specific stories about like Laser and that other guy fighting in the streets when they were both on and he like bit his ear or something. Yeah. Ice? Ice still looks great. Ice is still like a babe. Ice Spice? <laughs> I mean, she might be. But there's that. that's on Netflix if you're looking for like a fun, breezy documentary to watch. It's worth watching just for like the old clips of the show, quite frankly. Mm. And that might be enough. Don't this uh, we can take like a fake break. We don't have to kill the news just because I have the bladder control of a ninety-year-old man. It's up to you. Because no, I got good. a couple more little items too. Okay, well, let's just do that. Then. Let's do a fake break. We'll be right back, and then we'll be right back, and then we'll be right back. In. So we are back from our little news break. We both had uh, a, to be pissy boys. <sighs> What news item are you uh, about to share with us? I mean, you seen that sphere in Las Vegas? You heard about it? No, what happened? They got this new, this like $2 billion sphere that they can make it look like anything. It's got a bunch of screens on it. They make oh, it look that's like awesome. a, a huge basketball or like an eyeball or the Terminator time travel thing. It's kind of fun. That is fun. I think we should get an ad on it. Just uh, like a picture of us yeah. at a bad movie stretched mm. out across a gigantic canvas. Yes. Okay. Greenlight? Greenlight. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, I guess it's also a theater. There'll be concerts in there, and they have the same thing on the inside. It's just, I don't know, it's like a cool-looking, futuristic, crazy thing. Well, that's they, fun. They think it's going to be distracting for people in traffic, but uh, nothing yet, I guess. Also, uh, Vegas in general is a distraction, so I imagine this isn't going to add that much to it. Are you a Vegas guy? You've been there recently? Uh, we got married in Vegas. 
in September. Nailed it. Uh, but beyond that, I've only been there one other time. I actually, the first time I went there, I was a little disenchanted with the city. I thought it was kind of what you'd expect. And the second time, it was a much more exciting occasion, I guess. So Vegas. I kind of love it now. You were doing swingers bits the whole way down. Just to nobody. Ba, ba, ba. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to going again. Mm, I've never been. It. Uh, I don't love gambling, but I mean, if I like won a bunch of money gambling, I'd probably love it. Well, they so. have a special table where you win every time. You they can do? just go to that one. Oh, okay. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that it's usually pretty too. busy, but if you can get in. I'll be like, I'm Nick Papa Giorgio. I'm all in. Doing Vegas vacation stuff? Yes. Yes, hoops. It's yes. the best of the three. Thank you, buddy. Are there three or four? There's Vegas. There's like seven. I hate them all, to be honest. The only Chevy Chase movie that's that matters is Caddyshack, and it's not because of him. You love what writing, do you think? You love writing off a whole franchise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the Throw Indiana that. Jones in the trash, too. All the way back to Raiders. I don't oh, give a oh, fuck. What do, you, what do you mean? I have a lot of earrings and Callista, and this bit is so washed up. I mean, maybe if uh, the new Indiana Jones had me smoking weed with the Beatles, it would have been watchable. But we'll get there. Uh, did you see 28 Years Later is maybe getting made? Uh, Alex Garland, who wrote the original, sure. has finished a script. Danny Boyle wants to direct it. And Cillian Murphy, who we'll see... Killian. Playing I Oppenheimer. I could not correct that. I apologize. Is it Killian? Yes. Fuck, I always say Cillian. Fuck. Cillian Rail. Scotty pronounces his C's. Um, this is just like earth shattering. I'll news. see that 28 years later. How yeah. many years has it literally been? Like 18? Yeah, it hasn't been quite. Right. That, but I think it's worth them doing that title wise. Well, to keep the 28. Yeah. yeah. And they made the sequel 28 months later that was not as good, directed by somebody else. But I don't know if they're going to bring the whole gang back together. I think it'd be dope. I remember liking 28 Days Later a lot. And thinking it was dope and good. I love that movie. I saw that in the theater two nights in a row with a bunch of people. It was like a movie. Everybody was Did we like, go one of those times? I feel like you must have been there. I know. I know Will and MD were involved. Maybe Joey? You must have been there. I don't know. The whole team. That movie came out a very long time ago. Yeah. A lifetime ago. But yeah, You're that fired. movie fucking honks and... Killian Murphy will see an Oppenheimer soon. Or I will. Are you, are you I'm, Yeah, I'm in. I'm going to see Oppenheimer. Maybe not in the theater. All right. All right. Maybe a bootleg at home. I don't want to be in the theater for over three hours. And speaking of that, they Robert Downey Jr. had a post earlier saying, linking up with my Oppenheimer castmates. Oh, yeah. Rion sent me that. And then you got Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Killian Murphy, and friend of the show, Matt Damon. Then in the background, John Krasinski, visionary director of the Quiet Place franchise. Is Krasinski attached to Oppenheimer at all? Well, they said, might there be a surprise cameo, implying John Krasinski might have a cameo in Oppenheimer? I find him distracting. Can you imagine anything that could bring people to the theater less than me? Like, there might be a Krasinski cameo. <laughs> I think yeah. our view down here is a little bit skewed from reality in the sense mm. that like Jack Ryan season four or whatever Jack. the fuck it is, is taking off and everyone I've ever met has recommended it to me. It's in and its final season, finally. <clears throat> wow. So this is a choppy 
second half here. We just had a nice relaxing. Holy <laughs> shit! Cool down of a break. This is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to. Okay, so I, we we took a little break because we had to pish, and then the the dryer delivery guys from Lowe's showed up. Mm-hmm. They spoke no English, so it was difficult communicating what was all right in terms of the door and all that with the cats. The bulkhead was wide open and the basement door was open and I had the door to the upstairs of the chill zone closed and there was a split second where it was open. When I'm talking about split second, I mean a literal like 30 plus, 30 max rather. We thought that baby Elvis escaped. Yeah, when you see an open door and you can't find them all immediately, you're... Right. We were literally, we were like running through the streets like... Acting like literal maniacs. Yeah. I was panicking. I haven't showered or brushed my teeth today. I was like, <laughs> just, I, I'm sweating. Like, I just, I'm like frantically yelling at people, not yelling, but like begging people for their help. Yeah. I could barely like breathe. I'm like having a panic attack, being like, I need a sip of water. Like, have you seen a black cat? <laughs> when I first talked to you, you looked like you'd seen like a rape ghost. Mm. Your, the, your face was white as a sheet. Yeah. You were drenched in sweat and you were just like, I'm just going to like, I'm, I got to look like I'm, yeah. I'm looking and you were yeah. just like, and I was like, my man, this is, I did this a second ago, but I want to pat myself on my, in the back here for, I did not lose my temper. Mm. I didn't curse. Very cool. I think I, I kept just saying, I'm going to find him for, a, a, I did call my sister and she came to help look, which is embarrassing, but she showed up. No, oh, sweet. Lucy's away. Like Lucy's at a class. So in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be the end of my marriage. Mm. This is a divorce. Yeah. There's no coming back from this. <laughs> Lucy's going to call me back. She's in the pouring rain in Yonkers, New York, on her way to a fucking class. That she's not even psyched about going, but it's, she's very professional and, and blah, blah, blah. It's good for her career. Yeah. She's going to call me back and go, what happened? And I'm going to say, because she's already, t- she's, she called me about our, our tax stuff. Like, she's like, what about the tax prep? And like, have you, you ever get that? Like when someone says something to you when you're on another planet? Like, it was like that. And I was like, I'm going to just call you back. Yeah. And then I called her back to like, try to like do damage control. Cause I'm like, but then I'm like, I got to tell her cause I got to put this on the ring app and get it out to all the ring people in Watertown and have the friggin' police looking for him. And mm. I didn't, oh my God. Yeah. I'm roaming the streets. Like I'm gonna have to kill myself. I'm uh... yeah. what were you going through? Cause <laughs> you were kind of blaming yourself with the door. Yeah. How did that just, feel? Not good. I felt like dog shit. Mm. I was like, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Were I'm like you, just recovering from. I was in such shock that I wasn't even mad or Yeah, the sad fact that you or, weren't mad, I was like, I'm going to, he's going to cut my head off. And with like, no, <laughs> very never. casually. And to, to be perfectly honest, even were that to have actually happened, mm. it's not like I'm going to like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I do believe that he would have been found. Yeah. I think the network, it's not like it's 1995. There's cameras everywhere. He has a microchip. It might have just taken a few days. He has a microprocessor. We're going to be at war with the Chinese in 20 odd years, and he's selling a military equipment. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, oh no, like the bad, the worst thing, or, you know, one of the worst things I thought that could about happen this. is happening. I had this thought too when I was calling Lucy and she wasn't picking up, which thank God she didn't pick up. Sick. She should Sick. call me back any minute, but. Also, thank God she doesn't listen to this program. Never. <laughs> and when she does for the first time ever, it'll be this one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to tell her all this. I don't give a fuck. Fair. It's, nope. I've never lied to her. So it's like this would be silly to, to omit. And we. You know, we did good, it turns out. We're just overly cautious people that, you know, the door was like a little ajar. But 
We did our best. Yeah, and we're, we worried about it. Watertown police do have a report from my sister, so that's a little embarrassing as well. Perhaps I should alleviate their worry. Mm. I doubt they care at all, actually. No. But the thing... We asked them, like, do you have any leads? Leads. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like, I was already running through my head of like, because Lucy's going to be, she's already four hours away. She's about to be five and a half, six hours away at this cutting class in New Jersey. The logistics of like her going to sleep at a hotel six hours away, knowing baby Elvis is roaming the streets lost are zero. Like she like the odds of rather mm. she's not doing it. Yeah. She's going to get in. Even Rion said this on the phone. He's like, dude, if you tell her, she's just going to get in the car and drive there. And mm. I was like, at that point, I was like towards the very end of looking. And in our defense as well, we looked around the house itself 400 times. Yeah. I unfurled every towel. I opened every closet. I was opening drawers in the kitchen because that has happened. Yeah. I didn't go. I was just like racing around so much. I didn't even open the closets because I figured like, oh, these are probably closed or like you looked in those. But yeah. Holy Dude. Fuck. Baby, I've okay. been eating them. <laughs> so that's so, enough about baby Elvis. We are shook to say the least. But what I was saying a minute ago as well is if there was a way to bottle the feeling I got when I saw him under the freaking robe in my closet, keep in mind like the weirdest spot imaginable that you, me, and my sister did not look for, mm. look in until the very end. The feeling of calm that washed over me in an awesome wave. That was, it was like unreal. No, you, when you called and were like, I was like, I saw there were a bunch of missed calls. And I was hoping that it was going to be good news, but I was like, oh no, he's probably like, don't come back. You're dead to me. <laughs> That's really where your head went? That I'm no. just going to blow up a 25-year friendship <laughs> over, a, over a cat? Kitties. Yeah. I would have been a little butthurt about it, but we would have been fine. And the, let's, the, the reality it. is he probably would have been discovered. This is a neighborhood where everyone's going really slow in their cars, and there's a ton of people outside gardening. And yeah. we had another five hours of daylight when it first happened. So we, we would have either found him ourselves or somebody would have found him. But still, now we don't have to look. He's terrified, though. What happened is they just got scared of the delivery drivers because the truck made a lot of noise. Yeah, this and is classic were... cat stuff. This is like when I watch your cats, this, there's always a moment like this where I'm like, where are they? <laughs> Even when I like haven't been out anywhere. Well, the new move, I think, for the future is no more front door as much as we can avoid. Mm, I, like I don't that. know. That's just because I don't really have to have this thought anymore. Mm. These these fears. Wow. So, we did it. Whew. Um. We're back. Do you have do you want more <laughs> do more news or do you want to jump right into reviews? Oh yeah, I forgot that. I still have a few items. Like, did you see that this is it's so funny to jump to this after, <laughs> but like, hey, listen, Tammy Slayton went through it. The, the from the Thousand Pound Sisters on TLC, she's going through it right now. Her husband, mm. Caleb, who is also about a thousand pounds, he's dead. Oh no. So that's a shame. Wow. I was in my car, and this is not a joke either, and I don't want to keep making it about this, but I was literally praying, because that's what I do. I pray mm. a lot. And I really pray when bad shit happens. I talk directly to the big guy, whoever he may be. Mm. And I said, honestly, is this because of like the fucked up stuff that I say or like, you know, manipulating numbers with like. <laughs> and God was like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, God, I'm like, God, honestly, whatever it is that I did for this to be karmically on me, like I'm going to make up for it. I'm sorry. And I was like saying it out loud in my car as I was driving down the street looking. Mm. But. No, I was doing that. I was like I'm, cursing the skies being like, no, like, please, no. I don't believe necessarily in a karma 
balance in the world. But like for me, I was thinking like, is it because I make fun of dead people all the time? Like all those celebrity death jokes? Like mm. is that is that wrong? Like is it coming back to me? Wow. That'd be hilarious if the thing to come out of this is you not laughing at dead people anymore. I'm not going to change at all as a person. But listen, maybe <laughs> we won't go out the front door anymore. Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> But um, Thousand Pound Sisters, her boyfriend's dead, and Young Buck from G-Unit and Afro Man got into a fight at a nightclub. They're crews, respectively. A word? Oh, yeah. Do you think they had a fight over who got the most high, perhaps? They, they probably did. I get mm. in fights about that all the damn time. You and Dan throwing hands in the apartment over who <laughs> smoked the most? No, I'm more toasty. The fuck, bro? I could use like a, a Bacardi and diet right now. After 15 years, I'm going to put the plug in the jug, mm. have a drink with, refresh me of that actor's name. Is it, uh, I know you know it. Titus Welliver? Thank you. <laughs> Titus Welliver and I breaking our sobriety together. Friend of the show. Oh, my God. Fucking no, Mike. Also. Oh, yeah. Billions is coming back for its final season. That too, but Shania Twain fell down on stage. <laughs> I don't know, did someone throw something at her or did she just fall down? She just fell down. Of natural causes. She looks great, by the way. She does. She's uh she's always I'd kiss her face. Yeah. (laughs) She's got one of those like married that is. Like like a southern belle, like one of your mom's friends kind of vibe. She's always kinda looked like that. It's a good look. Y'all. I um I love when babes croon to me. She's one of the top like singing babes there is, I think. Mm. She rules. I think she seems like, like a hang. I think there's like nothing cooler than when a babe sings. And is like super confident about it. Yeah, yeah I love it. It's like, holy shit. Well, you know why <laughs> that is? It's because it can be so embarrassing. Mm. If it's not great, and if yeah. there's like overconfidence or something. Yeah, when they do it well, it's like, look at this ethereal angel who's right. <laughs> blessing me with this crooning. I think, you know what it is? I just think it's attractive seeing anybody do something they're really good at. That is true, too. And, you know, anytime that someone is just crushing it, there's a sexiness about it. There's just like a quiet confidence Mm. that people have. And one of these days, I'm going to do something well, and someone's going to see it, and that's going to happen. Hopefully, it'll be me. (laughs) After all these years, get to see you shine. I'm looking forward to August 5th at Nick's Comedy Stop. Wow. Uh, Opening for Dan Hall. Mm. Tickets available on Dan and your Instagram, I believe. This is true, yeah. Which is Puke Night Dan at Instagram and Skip Seasoned at Instagram. Wow. Look at the plugs. Kids are sweetheart. Fucking A. Do we want to get right into what we've been watching? You know what I'm going to do like as a fun throwback? Hit me. That's classic. Right? And vintage. <laughs> I don't know why we bailed on this in the first place. I don't know either. I mean, I got my final film coming up, and um, er, I, uh, it's called The Movie Critic, by the way. And, uh... I'm telling you that I am. <laughs> I was disappointed by all sorts of movies at the theater this week. Uh, do you want to start right up top with Jones? I do. I thought you might. Because, folks, I tuned the dial of destiny to... I mean, this is the fifth Indiana Jones movie. I'm a huge fan of the first three films, all made by Steven Spielberg and the fourth. 
First three are like classics. People shit on Temple of Doom. I even like that one. Kingdom of Crystal Skull. It's the Shia LaBeouf one. It's a little goofy. There's aliens. It's not great, but it's still got some stuff because Steven Spielberg made it. This new one is directed by James Mangold. Refresh the fans' memory on what else he may have done. Most recently, he did Logan, which was like okay. the third Wolverine movie. That was actually good, good, yeah. Yeah. And he's done some other stuff. He did 310 to Yuma, mm-hmm. a very solid Western. Um, he did Copland. He's one of those like journeyman directors who's been around for forever. You blew it. Ever since they announced that they were going to make a fifth Indiana Jones with a new guy directing it, I had a bad feeling about it. And then also he did Ford v. Ferrari. I actually enjoyed every movie you just listed. Yeah, like, I th- honestly, though, I think it's greedy to jump on a, on a franchise like that and be like, is. oh, that's what I'm going to do now. And like, I get it. I get why he did it. It's like, oh, what of course, am I yeah. going to turn down right. directing the fifth Indiana Jones Hey, movie? listen, we're going to have you do another Indiana Jones movie. We're going to throw $40 million in your face. And you get a piece of the back end, and uh, Harrison Ford is coming back, and we're going to CGI de-age him so that you can uh, do whatever you want with him in any scene. Listen, listen, James Mangold, let's smoke this joint of gas real quick. My and- earring. I, I r- ripped, whipped my earring with the hat and whatever else Indiana Jones does. Ank hasn't seen the movie <laughs> since he was in literal elementary school. You pretty much summed it up. That's like the level of knowledge this movie has. They're like, look, we got the hat. He's got the whip. What else do you need? And we just threw in a bunch of other gobbledygook that doesn't make sense. I believe you're also forget, forgetting about the 2012 episode of Dennis Quaid and Michael Chiklis's Vegas that he directed. I know. I should have led with that. that was I feel some, like that's like a Cal show and no one else. Some visionary work. watching Vegas. <laughs> but yeah, the first... The COD told us about this, but I still couldn't believe when it was happening. They did the CGI DH thing for the first, like, I thought it was going to be the opening sequence. It's like a chunk of the movie. Mm. First, like, 35 minutes or so, or a CGI DH Harrison Ford, uh, like, you know, dealing with Nazis so they can set up the story later. And it is, it looks bad and distracting and not good. I, I, I can't imagine there's any way on earth that that would not be flabbergastingly silly to look at. Because they don't, there's too many factors at play. Like, it's him, CGIDH, but it's his voice now as an 80 year old man, which doesn't look or sound right. No. So, and just, you got to stop de aging people. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't fucking work. And the best, just. You know, cast a younger actor. Like in the third Indiana Jones, they had that dope sequence with River Phoenix as young Indiana Jones, where he's like going through all the the circus train. Mm. You probably, it, it's a great scene. But this one, it just doesn't have the Did stuff. the scene end with him uh, face down in the parking lot of the Viper Room with piss in his pants, foam coming out of his mouth, eyes rolled to the back of his head? It did. <laughs> and it was like... With like Tony Danza standing over him, like I can't believe this is happening. Oh my god! Oh my god! Indiana Jones is dead. <laughs> Me and John Travolta have the same voice. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sandy, <laughs> it's me. What if uh, R- River Phoenix's corpse and John Travolta were in Greece together? <laughs> then it'd be. Is that anything? <laughs> it would be everything that the movie-going public could ever need out of a picture. 
Oh my god, what if I was Indiana Jones? What if, yeah, what if John Travolta as his character from Greece was Indiana Jones de-aged? <laughs> de-aged to the point where his family was still alive. Wow. That's oh a, my god, Kelly Preston! They're all here. I got this fedora on and I'm gonna whip you because you're alive still. Oh my god! Oh my god. Sandy's and that here. incident with the massage therapist never happened and... My son is alive and my career is still here. I'm making face off too with James Wan. <laughs> that man I was passionately kissing on that plane in that famous photo, that was a bit. That was a nobody goof. knows and I'm not embarrassed and I didn't even join Scientology. Oh my god! <laughs> also, I said James Wan, it was John Cho. Nope. Who directed Face Off? Help me out. John Woo. There it is. John Woo. Getting all my agents confused. <laughs> just digging. Not racist. I just know a lot of them. Just digging the hole bigger while you're trying to get it, it right. Not racist. No. To get Asian people confused. Ah. Ooh. Here we are in the Asian people corner. Okay. To prove that I am not a racist, I'm going to say. Uh, I oh wow. Love, I love them. It's the cast of uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Hey gang. Love to see you. I wanted to like that movie so bad. I did too. It's not good. Everybody in it's great, and it's just I just hated it. I agree. Asian movies that I do like: Speed Round, um, Fire Island, hmm. Boom, In, starring um, Joe Coy or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> I love that guy though. He's so funny. That's also a gay movie, so that's double points. Yeah. Joe um, Kim Booster. Joe Kim Booster. Good get. I follow him on Instagram too. He's actually really handsome. If I were gonna have an incident, he'd be on the top of the list. Hell yeah. Not a lie. Because mm. whatever. Anyway. Uh, Minari, loved it. Mm. Parasite, yeah. loved it. Um, Okja, loved yeah. it. Old Boy, the original. Mm. I'm honestly impressed. He's not looking at anything, folks. These are off the dome. I think. Oh, wow. short round. Is Infernal Affairs. Up. He's upset. Infernal Affairs on DVD. Kid, but you know what they fucking remade that movie into? What if, like. The hear, hear me out. What if. The beanset guy was in the beat cows, <laughs> and they were singing together. I don't even fucking know what that. I know I'd fucking grab a harmonica and I'd start singing about. We have a toast in the barn. We're shipping up. I'm the worst dude <laughs> when I worked at the store. Sucker and poker. All right, that's all I needed. That's enough. He's in. Fucking a. I'm, I'm fully dissociated at this point, so the rest of the show is just going to be a mess. <laughs> it sucks that we don't have Sam this week, too, because there's so much clipping, and I'm going to have to auto-format uh, this. Erotically asphyxiate yourself? I wish. That's the thing I do when Lucy goes away. Instead of just a, a regular crank, I got a belt around my neck up in the bedroom, and, it, and I die. Like We get nervous about baby Elvis leaving, and then I die. Like David Carradine style, she comes home. I'm just here in a puddle of shit and piss. Sounds sort of lovely. And one, like this movie, Indiana Jones could have used some short round. That would have maybe even been fun if they brought him back now that he's like back working again. This movie was lifeless and not fun. I love when you say stuff is lifeless. Boring. This movie, I was like dying in the theater watching it. Friend of the show, Sarah, also was not having any fun and prompted the idea of a walkout. Let's... Tell the fans what uh, happened there, why you didn't have a walkout. Well, as it happens, mm-hmm. uh, I got struck by the feeling that the movie might heat up. 
What is that? And but just be real. You know it's not going to heat up. You just don't <laughs> want to have a leg- illegitimate letterbox stat. I'm putting you on the spot right now. Admit it. I like to. I just want to see all of it. I feel like because you can't, want your letterbox stat. That and I feel like I can't properly make fun of it if I haven't seen all of it. That is like fair. when I see all of it, I'm like, okay, I saw every second of it. It's all in here, and here's the take. And this movie, I actually did think it got almost interesting in the last like 20 minutes. You just call because... James Mangold and let him know. <laughs> hey, listen, James, buddy, Bubala. <laughs> The last 20 minutes, almost. It heated up. But yeah, this, it's like, to bring it out of the old bits, this movie involves time travel. Oh, come on, man. It's like, I know all the Indiana Jones movies end in like a silly sci-fi fashion. Like, the third one's the Holy Grail. They encounter like a 500-year-old guy, then aliens. But time travel, I just, I'm so sick of seeing it and everything. It's just, once I got that that's what they were doing in this movie, I was just like, oh, fuck. What a waste of time. Time travel is, to me, an embarrassment of cinema. I don't see... There's a movie... Like, let's think of the only movies ever that made it work. Um, Back to the Future. Mm. And, like, Looper. I like Looper. Looper was okay. Because it doesn't get bogged down with, like, the annoying aspects of it. And I'm going to say... What's the one with um, Billy Crudup? Um... Watchmen? Or no, no, what's the time travel one with Billy Crudup? Like Focus or something? I don't Come on, know. I know you know this. It seems kind of dope. I bet I like it, whatever it is. Uh, we saw it in the theaters down in Kingston. Time travel Crudup stuff. I'm going to just look it up. Yeah. Might not even, it might be the other. Who's that Australian guy? I'm not sure. God damn it. But yeah, this movie like bummed me out. Like after all these years of like let's send them off on one final adventure and it's like this is the one this is the big send off this is what you fucking cobbled together yeah it sounded really really bad from not just you and Cod but from every review that I read where people were like this is just like the worst movie of the year I've heard there was it was just scathing yeah no one had any fun Sarah's not a big like walkout person she and for her to like you know bring it up (laughs) I was like, oh shit, this is real bad. This isn't just me. It's a depressing, unnecessary movie that has no business existing, quite frankly. And I prefer Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the Mutt Williams one. And it was like, it reminded me of Force Awakens, where it's like, this movie only got made so they can like keep the Indiana Jones IP going and maybe continue on with some of the side characters. And Harrison Ford can just like... Do exactly what he did in Force Awakens. Be like, well, this and that happened, and now we'll. I think that. I'm I, I think that at this point in Harrison Ford's career, he should just enjoy the fact that people like Apple Studios still want to work with him and do that show Shrinking with uh, Jason Segel, mm. and like that's a great role for him. Like those shows get a lot of eyes on him. It is it is good with yeah. um, Bill Lawrence from Cougar Town is directing it, show running it. Mm. I I don't see why he wouldn't just roll with it. Like adapt. this adapt to the, you got to roll with it adapt like make that your career now mm. I understand that everybody's jumping for the brass ring that is reboots and whatever we we can't I don't think we can blame Harrison for this being bad I don't think we can blame Phoebe Waller Bridge I don't think we can blame James Mangold I blame the muckety mucks in the suits yeah. because yeah the old ones are like globe trotting adventures and they're at least in some of the places that they say they're going to this one they're like we're in uh 
Like Delaware. Yeah, like we're in El Salvador, and then they do an establishing shot, and you're like, they're just on that like CGI bubble that they make everything in now. <laughs> like they're not in any of these places, and mm. it just makes it less impressive and boring. And I really hated this. I don't know if that's coming across, folks. I need you to know how bad this was. Like, I don't even recommend waiting for this to drop on Disney Plus and watching it. Like, this, avoid this one. This is a bad stinker. I totally forgot that Disney has their pit, their fucking mitts all over this, too. <gasps> that whole company, the fact that Disney Plus lost a billion dollars in 2022 is very telling. Like mm. A billion is not a lot of money to Disney. It's a lot. It's a lot of money, but it's not that much to them. Mm. They probably could make that in the parks in six weeks. Yeah. For fuck's sakes, what is there? Disney World, mm. Disneyland, Euro Disney closed years ago, I imagine. But like, they have a piece of everything else, right? Like Universal is. is does Warner Brothers own that place, or is that part of Disney too? Mm. I don't even know. I think they're their own thing. Yeah. Or either way, Disney know. is not sweating it as much as they maybe could be or should be. But I think. The billion dollar loss is enough to say, like, guys, like, maybe we take a deep breath and we realize that without Marvel, this whole network's going in the toilet. Mm. Or maybe, like, and, we, and then we go back to focusing on children's movies, like yeah, actual like, children's movies. Yeah, like, make something new and original. Stop doing sequels and just, they, they need a whole new, like, regime change. Like, there's no way Steven Spielberg produced this new one. I guarantee he watched it after it was all said and done. It's like, this fucking sucks. Like, yeah, there's it, no way he wasn't disappointed by this. Yeah, like if I made it, it would have been fucking dope. And that's right. why I didn't make it because they didn't have a good script because you can tell when you fucking watch he it. He made all the others, yes? Yes. Even the Shia LaBeouf one? Mm -hmm. Crystal, Crystal fucking skull. skull? Yeah. <sighs> and yeah, that one's dumb, but at least it's like well made. Right. And like you could tell the people gave a shit about it. This is like an assembly line movie that just eats shit. A fucking oof. All right. Can we talk about another movie that I hated? We can. <laughs> I'm going to give it a little bed. I'm not talking about oh, wow. dance lessons. Oh, wow. I'm talking about putting a brick through the other guy's windshield. <laughs> talking about taking it out and chopping it up. I think it's about time Owen Wilson co-writes a movie with Wes Anderson again. I think he it's about time Wes Anderson makes a movie again. <laughs> you wouldn't call this a movie? I wouldn't, no. We're talking, of course, about Asteroid City, his latest movie that is performing quite well. It's his highest grossing movie of all time by, like, a large margin. Oh, is it really? And people seem to be enjoying it. I also saw it at the theater separately, and I didn't hate it, but I certainly didn't love it. I said it was the most Wes Anderson-y movie I have ever seen, and I don't mean that in a good way. I like that he's still doing his thing. Like everyone, like the AI Wes Anderson, like his styles become something of a joke. I like that he's still doing it, and I wish this you movie... appreciate his consistency. Yeah, okay. like if if he made a normal movie that like didn't have all his stuff in it and wasn't like colorful and quirky, people would be disgusted. I feel like people would <laughs> revolt. I just don't see why he gets these wonderful casts. And I, I saw Edward Norton on a talk show saying he only got paid four grand for this. Yes, yeah, So he's Johansson. losing money to make this movie. Scarlett Johansson got paid like one one thousandth what she normally makes yes. on a movie to do this. Edward Norton, he was making a joke about how he does ads for Prada in Europe so that he can afford to do a movie by Wes Anderson because mm. Wes doesn't pay were his exact words. 
Honestly, yeah, Wes Anderson might be like the art house Adam Sandler because he's keeping Edward Norton in a career. He's keeping Adrian Brody alive because he's the only one on earth giving him work. And you like, don't think his work in like Knock Around Guys 2 or whatever that movie with fucking hmm. <laughs> Hayden Christensen about him getting out of jail and like being a tough guy. Him as a tough guy, by the way, couldn't be less believable. And I'm, an Adrian, and I'm an Adrian Brody fan. Fucked up. Admittedly. I thought he was very good in The Pianist. I thought he was very good on that episode of the Dice, uh, the show Dice, oh. where he plays, like he's getting into character as Dice. That was fun. Anyway, I actually, to, to steal from your playbook, I wrote down that Asteroid City is a, an incongruent, listless mess. <laughs> yes. And I said the color scheme was the only thing that he focused on. Mm. And I said that that would be basically the equivalent of a well-dressed person I said with Down syndrome, and now in, now I'm reading that, and it's in poor taste. I love that you're reading your own words, and you're like appalled. Like, oh my oh, god. god, that's not cool, I man. Can't, I can't believe he wrote this. I actually love people with Down syndrome. Yeah, they're great. I think they're awesome little little buddies, and I would like to make up for that bad joke by offering my time. So, if anyone has an organization they would like me to help Class. out with with some special boys, mm. I'll be there. I'll be there too. They're I said, all friends of the show. This is my other theory about Wes. I wrote this too. He was marked or markedly better before he'd amassed an army of unwavering hipsters ready to co-sign whatever pile of shit he creates. Mm. See Rushmore, Bottle Rocket, and Royal Tenenbaums for examples of this. These are movies that he made on a low budget but with like a good cast early in his career when he was popular on the film scene. Mm. But like with Bottle Rocket, no one knew who he was. Yeah. I think he's better when he's simpler. Yes. Like those, his early movies are very simple. Like Rushmore, it's like a girl is in love with his teacher and he's fighting some older guy for... Their, An older their, boy? Yeah. They're like battling over... Yeah. It's simple. This new movie, he's gotten way too complicated. Like the French Dispatch was a mess. I don't even know what that was about. This movie is like, it's about a family who's staging a play version of this television show... And then they're stuck in the desert, and then they're like doing a TV show of that. While d- this is all stuff that I mostly learned reading about the movie after the fact. Like when you're watching it, it's tough to suss out what's yeah, actually yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were texting me while watching it. I was so angry with some hilarious. What did I say? Do you remember? I love when you're in a theater, like texting while watching it, sending stuff like, "I hate." Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright, enemy yeah. of the show. Yeah. I wrote that down too. I wrote, God, I hate Jeffrey Wright. He's he sucks in everything. He was good in Broken Flowers, that Jim Jarmusch movie with Bill Murray in two thousand five that you and I saw at the Loring Hall and I now own on DVD. And that and movie likewise. rips. And yep. I love Jim Jarmusch and I love Bill Murray in Jim Jarmusch movies and in some stuff, nineties and earlier, and mm-hmm. Zombieland and that's it. But Jeffrey Wright stinks in everything except for this. He gets too much work. He's Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman. He's, quite frankly, awful. Him as Commissioner Gordon might be the biggest miscast in fucking history. Him like, oh, man. He just goes like... Oh, Batman, what are we going to do? Yeah, he's... I don't know. I don't... I think he's a decent actor. I actually thought he was good on Westworld, the little show that could before it got deleted from existence. He is the kind of guy that, like, he's just like a man on Earth. Uh, that's to give him that fucking dig. I, I see him as like somebody's father at a soccer game, not like yeah. a, an actor in one of the most highest grossing celebrity star studded films of the fucking year. Like the cast alone is insane. Yeah, like if you ran into Jeffrey Wright out in public, you wouldn't be like, oh my God, it's Jeffrey Wright. You'd just be like, what's up, dude? 
I'm like, how, how are you? I wouldn't be that shocked if I saw Jeffrey Wright at Costco. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's poor. I'm just saying like that, that he's, mm. that he's around because I go to Costco. And like Wes, he's one of Wes Anderson's new guys. He put him in yes. his last three movies. So you can tell he's like, and he gets a big monologue in this movie, which actually was okay, but. I might've walked out before that. We walked out at about the 48 minute mark, I want to say. I love that we're all thinking about walking out of all these new summer blockbusters. The bellhop from Grand Budapest Hotel, wispy mustaches. Tony Rivellori. Hated Scarlet's short hair. No, but you also, you texted, I have legit no idea what is happening. None. Zero. I said, that's a real problem with the movie. Everyone speaks in droll non sequiturs. That's a great point by me. I liked that, yeah. And you said, we just walked out. Wow, that sucked. Hey, make it make sense. Simple enough. Like the weird black and white scenes with the different aspect ratio, like the screen, which close in on itself. I do like that sometimes. Mm. It can be cool, but not this time because the whole sequence with Brian Cranston and like set in a different time period, none of it made any sense. It was exhausting. I think it's the thing. He's made so many movies now. When he makes a new one, he's like, I got to really like make it like elaborate and like, uh, like puzzle box filled with stuff like this is the kind of movie I might like it more when I see it again because I might get it more. I don't think so, Scott. But on first watch, I was like, I don't... This is just like a beautiful movie to look at and I can't really follow what's happening in it. I got like the I got the broad strokes of it, but there was a lot going on where I'm like, who are they talking about? This is like an alien movie also, which the alien mm. part was kind of fun. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't catch it. <laughs> we, were got, we were out of the theater. When I saw Leave Schreiber, I was like, I think that's it for me. I don't want to see him anywhere outside of Ray Donovan, the show. Not the movie, just the show. I don't want to see him anywhere else. In, and it might be Liev. What about in Ray Donovan colon the movie? <sighs> I said that, but yeah, fine. I'm back in. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't hear it. Ray Donovan, the movie. I'm back in. He's back. Um, I think we've said it all in terms of Asteroid City. Mm. Um, can we talk about a movie that I loved? We can. Um. I actually, Rion and I watched this Friday night on VOD in lieu of, because we're doing the pod on a Sunday. Mm. Folks haven't fi- figured that out. I uh, was I was furious with anger. I got a big out. laugh at that. You were like, is he in my seat? <laughs> you guys are taking in a turkey on a Friday. I've. Um, that is our thing. That is our thing. I'll keep it to other days of the week from now on. Thank you. Um, but yes. We watched. Uh, I realized I hadn't seen Rion in like fucking six weeks. Like we maybe like worked out. Like we used to hang every Saturday. So Re, I know you're listening. Let's get back to our little workouts because I miss you, buddy. Likewise, I think we're going to the pictures this week. Oh wow, what are you gonna see? I think Mission Impossible. Oh, before we see it, you're gonna see it twice. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, I'm, I actually like that because then you can we can go in and I can question man you the whole movie. <laughs> and I can have a notes run. <laughs> and I don't have to pay attention. That's the beauty of it. I can just go, what's going on here? That's why these movies are great. They know people don't want to pay attention to such a thing. No. They just want to see the stunts and all the dope shit. I just want to see Cruz sprinting like a motherfucker. You know That's- he's going to have at least two big running sequences. <laughs> da, 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 as he fucking roars across the screen like suit jacket whipping in the wind. I'm legit pumped. Yeah, it looks sick and people are fucking raving about it. Well, they worked on it for what? eight years like they were working on it in 2019 and 2020 oh yeah they've been well because this is a two-part movie and this, the second part comes out this time next year we don't have to wait forever for it that's which is awesome sick. but yeah this is fallout came out in like 2017 so this mm. movie's been like six years in the making 
that rules. But anyway, we'll be like covering, a... that's our feature view Friday. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. Get ready, folks. But in the meantime, Rian and I watched, and you watched as well on VOD, Biosphere, the new movie from Sterling K. Brown and Mark Duplass. Mm. And a director that I hadn't heard of. I hadn't and I'm going to look her name up because I don't want to not do her justice. It's a lady. Uh, Mel Iceland. Oh. And this was a movie that was set, it had only the two of those guys in it. I guess Mel hasn't done a ton else. She's been producing. Oh, she produced that movie, The One I Love, with uh, Mark Duplass. I don't that know if she directed one. that, too. He, she must be his go-to when he wants to make like a mm. sci-fi-tinged indie. Because yeah. this one's about, uh, in the not-too-distant future, the last two men on Earth must adapt and evolve to save humanity. Mel also directed an episode of uh, Room 104, so she's clearly a friend and associate of Mark's. Yes. I thought this was awesome. I thought it was really fun and interesting. This is one of those movies that got a lot out of a little. Yes. Because it had almost no budget. All the, like, futuristic stuff happens off camera in, like, a funny way. Like, they're looking into the camera being like, whoa, like, the world looks like it's imploding again. And just, like, reacting to stuff that they don't show which makes it more interesting in your mind when you're watching it because you can't help but just imagine things. It's like Seinfeld when they don't show the person, you know, when they don't oh, show the, a person. Oh, like Larry David stuff. Yeah, where sure. it's like the bit is they don't. Uh, what is that called, a MacGuffin? Maybe. That might be the MacGuffin. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that it is. It's the MacGuffin and it's dope. This was, the, the, the what happens like broad strokes wise is there's these two dudes and the ending, I don't want to, it's hard to talk about because I don't want to ruin it. This movie's a good two-hander. Most of it's just like two guys having interesting conversations while Two guys surviving. shitting around? Yeah, two dudes shitting around while they're just like surviving in this biosphere, which, you know, they were an interesting duo. Mark Duplass and Sterling K. Brown. They were. I was enjoying watching them bounce off each other. I want to say that Denzel is in terms of the best black actor working, okay, Denzel is okay. passing the torch to Sterling K. Brown. I think he's fucking phenomenal. And I'm not even remove the black card or the black part of it. Like Very I cool. think he's one of the best actors working. Yeah. Truly. Like he's unbelievably talented. He's, he's someone who handsome. No I doubt. just he's in that movie Waves isn't one that I push real hard where he plays the kid's father. Mm. I wish that movie was better because he's great in it and it has some other really great stuff too. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think it's phenomenal. Ooh. What do you think? I mean, I support that. I like that director. Although I t I'm remembering now that that guy... Trey Edward Schultz. Yes. His next movie is co-written by The Weeknd. So I don't have a great oh, feeling no. about it. Well, maybe he can write. He did It Comes at Night, Cresha, and Waves. It Comes at Night and Cresha, I think, are two like grand slams. Oh, yeah. Big fan of both of those. His next movie with The Weeknd, I guess, is... Oh, I guess he directed an episode of Winning Time. That mm. happened. And then Untitled. Mm. The Weeknd and Trey Schultz Project. <laughs> it's like, I don't even have time to title this. Barry Kego, Keoghan, Jenna Ortega, and The Weeknd. Mm. So two really good actors and the worst actor in the business. Because he wrote it and he has money to throw at it and his name is famous. Yeah, I love that he's just like... <laughs> Hey guys, it's me. He's like, I'm just gonna f go ahead and force this. I'm an actor now. Put put me in your stuff. Like you said, it's like Michael ja uh, Jordan playing baseball, mm. and like no one's gonna <laughs> say no. And like I think Michael was actually pretty good at baseball, just because yeah. he's one of the most athletic guys who ever lived. 
The weekend's not pretty good at acting, so that that analogy is not perfect. I forgot I said that. That is a good analogy. It's good, but it could be better if it assuming be. there was an example of someone who was very, very, very bad. Yeah. But Biosphere is great, and to really dig too deep into it is dangerous because this, the ending could be spoiled and the premise could be spoiled, and I don't want to do that. Mm. But it's great. It's a movie kind of like Cube where you're like in one limited location with limited actors, and it doesn't have a ton of music, and it doesn't have any... Yeah. It was probably $100 to make this fucking thing. Yeah. It's one of those movies that makes you think like, oh, I could make a movie like this. It's just like, in a set, and not even in a bad way. It's like inspiring to see people yes. get a lot out of, you know, not a lot of production value mm. or whatever you say. I gotcha. Biosphere, do you think this is better than Biodome? I do not. The Pauly Shore vehicle from the early 90s. I agree. I think Biodome is a superior film. Stephen Baldwin, anything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> so Especially his fucking... YouTube videos of him like singing country rock oh, in God. the car. I don't even know about these YouTube videos. That sounds terrible. It's good. Check check it out. He's probably in threads too. Anyway, that's Biosphere. Um, I don't know what else to say about it, but except that it's on iTunes at six ninety nine. Just watch the fucking thing. Yeah, I dug it. This yeah. is, I think it's in theaters. Something of like an indie darling. If you live mm-hmm. near a cool indie theater. I recommend not going to see Indiana Jones 5 no. and going to see this instead. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming out. We're finally in summer movie season. Mission Impossible. I'm looking through to see what we got coming up in the coming weeks. I'm going to watch The Outlaws on Netflix. I know everyone's dying for a review of The Outlaws. I started watching the new Idris Elba show, Hijacker or Hijackers, on Apple TV Plus. How'd it grab you? About a plane hijacking. And mm. I got to say, it's great. Is it? I'm on to like episode three. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's awesome. I did not expect that. I really like him. He's another one on the list with Sterling. Do they let him be British in this or does he do his... He's a little British. He's not like Roar. overly... He's not like, oh, mate, Roar. the I'm, plane, mate. I'm chuffed up, mate. Right here. Are you having a laugh? Also, there's a new Insidious movie, Insidious: The Red Door. That's making a, a lot of money. It's Patrick Wilson just putting six kids through college with these with the Insidious franchise. In, the new Insidious is made more money than the new Indiana Jones movie over the weekend. That's fucking embarrassing as hell for Indiana Jones. I mean, in in J- James Mangold's defense, the Insidious movies have quite the following. They do, but like. This is crazy. The fifth Insidious is making more money than the fifth Indiana Jones. This is wild. Insidious people. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Wow. Wow. And I'm scanning for anything else new. As unattractive as she is on the outside, she's even worse on the inside. And of course, we got Barbie and Oppenheimer coming up. Don't combine them unless you think it's in the obits combining them. A pun way to do it. Oppenheimer will be the better film. It seems like that'll be the case. And I don't even like Christopher Nolan. I just think he insists on himself, as I often say. <laughs> the Dark Knight is his only good movie. Wow. And The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only guy on The Dark Knight Rises Hill. <laughs> You're probably asking yourself, why hasn't Ank done his Bane impression in months? It's been too long. Oh, for you. Yes. Tom Hardy, where's he been? Oh, wait, he's filming Venom 3 right now. I misspoke. How dare I? Can I suggest a song to go out on instead of the normal song while we're on the subject? You may. The Venom theme song. What do you think? 
I love it. All right, great. Is it the Do Walmart M&M? Oh, of course it is. I mean, plugs. Check out the I South Shore Boys pod. We're on Instagram at South Shore Boys Sketches and South Shore Boy Podcast. Or South Shore Boys Podcast. And uh, I'm on both of those platforms at Skip Season. And as we mentioned before, I'm also now on Threads. I want to see my Threads follower count. Do you jump. want some Threads followers from this? I do. That's funny. I need them. I'm on Ankner and on Instagram and Threads. I just need to hear the part where it goes random. That's the dope part, yeah. I don't actually hate this song. I'm so ashamed. I mean, it's almost like equal parts funny and icy to me. Actually, it's a little funnier than it is icy, but I'm in. And then we'll be back Friday with another show about Mission Impossible 5. Yes. Five? Six. Seven, actually. Seven. I'm yeah. way off. Jesus, I own them all, too. That's a serious... Moron. Seems like there's been more. Moron just alert. Just because they're all good. I feel like there's been, like, nine. But, yeah. Folks, it's summer. Get out there. Shoot us an email. Have a goo. And, uh... Yeah. It's also Tom Hanks' birthday. He just turned 67 today. How do we feel oh, about that? Oh, it's my birthday. Oh, Tom. My son's an abomination. <laughs> Both of them. Did you see that Chet Hanks? On Eric Andre? Yes, I did indeed. Yes. It was great. And, and then you- the video of him following up, like, yeah, man, that guy, he was saying all this shit about me. It's like, can you just drop the fucking accent? He was the perfect Eric Andre, oh, Eric Andre guest. Yes. He was funny on the show because he didn't get what Eric was doing. And then... After the fact, he was like, yeah, that guy was like an idiot. He didn't... He didn't get my bit of what I was doing. Yeah, it's like you doubled down. Like, you you really don't get... <laughs> just admit that the whole effort was a, ma- a mess and that it was not good on either part and just call it. Yes. So we'll be back next week with Mission Impossible. Thanks for listening, folks. And listen, have a goo. Hey, have a goo one. Folks, that's enough. Also, happy birthday to Fred Savage and shit pushed in guy from Training Day. We love you. What's Friends his name? Like Mike Montero. <laughs> Close. It's Raymond Cruz. Monty, have a goo. Happy birthday, Monty. Yeah, it's me. I'm Venom now. Oh no, Cal's here and he's Venom.